Welcome to the Maddie James Show, episode five. On today's show, we're going to discuss why keeping your day job is so incredibly important in the early days of building your business. It is way more important than you think. And we're going to break down 10 things you need to do before you quit your day job. I know you want to run off and start that business, but you want to make sure you've got your ducks in a row. So let's get into it. So many of us are quitting our jobs, us being millennials, and starting businesses, mostly because we hate our day jobs. Um, I use the term hate very loosely, but a lot of it is that we don't like our job because of the location. I know here in Atlanta, commutes are crazy. So I think we're definitely in this time where co-working and working from home is really convenient. And a lot of people's jobs don't offer that. So it could be location. It could be because of the people at work. I know that depending on where you work, it can be a very toxic environment depending on the people. It could be that you're not making enough money. Uh, It could be the time and the schedule now that you're growing a family. I know that's an issue for a lot of us. Or it could be all of these things. So there's numerous reasons why you don't like your job, why you, or maybe you're just not passionate about it. Maybe you went to school for it, but you realize that you can make a business and make money by doing something else that you love and that really drives you, which is completely and totally fine. But before you quit your day job, there are things you need to know. The most important thing you need to know is that it takes money to make money. I think a lot of us overlook this. And your nine to five, your day job is the very first investor that you are going to have. So right now, the hours that you put in, your 40, 50 hours a week that you put in at your job, you are your first angel investor. And you should be utilizing that money to build and contribute to building the business that you want to leave your day job for. It's really important because I think we have this idea like, oh, boom, I can quit in 90 days and I'm going to start making the money that I can live off of. And I think we overlook how much money it actually costs to run a business and, and actually how much money you can be living comfortably off. So I think what I learned very quickly is that the amount of money that I was making from my job and the amount of money that I need to live the same way from my business is different because they're different scenarios. So here are 10 things you must do before quitting your day job. First up, you need to save six months worth of living expenses, okay? So I I have met a lot of people who are like, oh, I can just save three months and I'll be good. In three months, things are going to be popping off and stuff like that. Listen, man, a quarter of a year sounds and seems like it's a lot of time where you're saying it out loud or you're writing it on paper. It goes by in the blink of an eye, okay? And here's the thing. Um, I know a lot of us 
maybe transitioning into full-time freelancing, you know, and working with clients with contracts that are in place and we're supposed to get paid a certain amount of time. As somebody who is an influencer and works with brands all the time, sometimes you get that check a week late, things happen, you might get it a month late and you really want to create some financial cushion so you're not in a dire situation and you don't have any money. You are living off of canned goods and peanut butter and jelly. So you definitely should not only save six months worth of living expenses, but definitely having a little cushion. I think that six months, including a rainy day fund and some savings as well, I think that would be really, really smart. And I'm not a financial expert, but just off the top of my head as like your big sister, just kind of think of me as that really quick. Six months is, you know, a solid amount of cushion. And what it'll do is give you enough time to really, in fact, get the that stream or streams of income from your business really up and running. Secondly, you want to save six months worth of business expenses. This is something that a lot of people overlook. So hopefully your business is already taken off. So hopefully I'm, I'm talking to people whose businesses are already their side hustles. So if you are looking to transition into blogging full time, I'll definitely you know do a separate show where I'm talking about my personal experience with that. But even with that, whatever your business is, you know, whether you're selling t-shirts, you are creating your graphic design business, you should figure out exactly what the production cost of running your business on a month-to-month basis is. So if you have uh, an assistant helping you, what's that payroll look like? How much does it cost to pay for your creative cloud? How much does it cost to do X? How much does it cost to do Y? How much does it cost to do Z? Those are the things that you should take in consideration and you should have six months set aside for that as well. Again, because things happen, you know, clients are supposed to pay you a certain time. People are people guys and they're flaky, you know, people are inherently good, but they're also inherently flaky. So you definitely want to keep those things in mind. So while you're expecting a check in the next couple of months, something could happen, people fall off, people go their separate ways. And so you definitely want to make sure you're setting up yourself for success and your business for success. So aside from six months of living expenses, I would do save six months of business expenses. I think that's a solid amount. It's not quite as long as a year, but it's definitely more than three months. I think that's a really great middle mark and quite a large window of time to definitely turn over a profit. Number three, take what's yours. So if you've been at your job, I know for me, I was at my job for almost four years. uh, You probably are using a company laptop or computer or whatever have you. Whatever pictures, files are on your computer, make sure you take that, save it to your email as attachments, send it to your Dropbox, Google Drive, whatever have you. Definitely take what's yours and definitely whatever access and perks you may have, make sure you're maximizing those as well. Certainly don't abuse it because you certainly don't want to leave your job on a bad foot, but you definitely want to make sure that you are maximizing. So, you know, if you have X amount of dollars access to office supplies, definitely utilize that for your own business. You know, you you never know. So again, you know the culture of the company you work for. If you have access to certain things that could be of help to you, and if you have personal 
tidbits, whether they're files or pictures or whatever have you at your job, make sure you take that and make sure because once you leave, it's going to be hard to go back and be like, oh, I need this back. And you don't want people having access to things that you could have taken with you or that you wanted to go with you in the first place. Number four, get your business financials in order. This is super important. As somebody who works for herself full time, these business financials are not a game. You definitely got to get it in order. So make sure you, you know, get your business banking account together, your um, like a, a business checking bank account, get a savings together, get a business credit card to establish business credit. And, you know, do just do that research and figure out what you need to get together. Again, I think this will also help you really determine not only how much it's going to cost you to run your business, but then now instead of keeping six months of your business expenses in your personal checking account, you have somewhere to keep it. You can either put it on the credit card or you have it in your checking account or whatever have you. But get those business financials in order because the last thing you want to do is leave your nine to five and walk into a situation where you are financially chaotic and you're just in confusion. It is not the way to start full-time entrepreneurship. Number five, Definitely set a deadline and give your job a month's notice before leaving. So I like unless you are just like bawling out of control and you had perfect finances, which most of us are not, which is probably why you want to quit your day job. You want to definitely set a clear deadline. So that deadline I would suggest, you know, again, unless you are really set up in a great financial situation and your business is already turning a consistent profit, I would absolutely set a deadline anywhere from eight to 12 months of today, right? Or whenever you decide to to leave your job. So I know that seems like a long time. It will go by really fast. And I think also you're gonna you're going in with like a clear mission. You now have homework to do. You know you have to save X amount of dollars. You know you need to take what's yours. You know you need to get your business financials in order. So set a really clear deadline. And then, you know, I don't think you should announce that to anybody yet, but I definitely would say just have the courtesy of giving your job a month's notice versus two weeks because two weeks goes really, really fast. Um, You're not sure if you need to train somebody who's going to replace you or whatever have you. But again, you do not want to burn that bridge leaving your job. It's so important. You never know what could happen. You could need that job again in a month, in a year, or you may end up working with somebody who you worked with with your business, you know? You never know. So give a month's notice. I think that's courtesy, but definitely give yourself eight to 12 months to prepare to leave your nine to five. Number six, create three consistent income streams in your business. So your business might be consulting. Maybe you are now a um, insurance company consultant or a business coach whatever have you, it's fine. It doesn't matter what you are doing, but I would make sure that there are three consistent income streams. So maybe you are a coach, but maybe you're adding consultancy onto your business and maybe you're doing some freelance work on the side. So maybe you're freelance writing about business, you know, where you get a thousand dollars for writing X amount of posts or articles a month. You're doing consultancy for a lower fee and then you have your coaching packages as well. But I think what's really important is to create three consistent 
consistent income stream so you're not just putting all your eggs in one basket, especially as you transition into your first year of full-time entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is already super hard, and especially when you're in a client or service-based business. I mean, even when you're in a product-based business, it's just make it's just hard. So you just want to make sure you're keeping things fairly flexible and creating multiple streams. Do not limit yourself to just one income stream. Create at least three. So then when you're leaving, you know the various places that you have money coming from. Number seven, this is super important. Get all of your doctor checkups for the year, sis. Go get them eyes checked. Go get your teeth cleaned because, uh, you know, it seems like you're not going to have insurance for a little bit there, you know? And I would even reach out to your insurance company and see, you know, what self-employment options they may have and finding out how much that's going to cost you and then going ahead and adding that to your six months of business expenses. Really important. Insurance is not a game. You guys know how healthcare in America is. It is very fickle. So being really clear on what that is right now, currently at your job, because I know a lot of us have had, you know, benefits and not really maximized it. But I think it's also really important to know what your options are when you're self-employed. It's different in different states and cities, but I would definitely go ahead and jump on the phone with your insurance company and get really clear on what their self-employment options are. Number eight, and this just needs to be said, launch your business, okay? So if the business has not taken off yet, this is just an idea in your head, go ahead and make sure that is launched. I would definitely do that I would do that at least six months before you are leaving to make sure that this is actually working and that you can actually leave. You might realize that it is working, but you need a little bit more time at your nine to five to go ahead and finance the business so it can turn the appropriate profit so you can save the amount of money you need for both your living and business expenses. But launch the business. Do not quit and then launch. I cannot, it just seems like a messy situation. Figure out what you can do while you're still at your nine to five. It is worth that sacrifice. Yes, you're going to have early nights and you're going to have, I mean, you're going to have early mornings and late nights and that's just part of it. You know, if you're not willing to have that, then you're not really willing to get into entrepreneurship. So if that means you need to hire an intern or an assistant to help you balance that out while you are at your nine to five, then do whatever it takes. But I would certainly not put yourself in this situation without the business actually launching and you being familiar with how it runs before quitting your nine to five. I just feel like that's a really irresponsible way to do it. It'll just be overwhelming for you. It just seems like it's not a good situation. Number nine, as I just mentioned in number eight, you want to build a team, right? So that team can literally just be an intern or an assistant, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. That person can cost you, you know, anywhere from, you know, two to 500 bucks a month. It doesn't have to be anything. Just find somebody who can do what you need them to do to create results and come to an agreement time-wise and financially, right? Are you going to pay them $500 to work 20 hours for you? Are you paying them, you know, $1,500 to give you 30? hours, whatever it is, figure it out. You need a team. But aside from, and like I said, a team can just be a single person and it doesn't just have to be an assistant. When I'm talking about team, I'm saying like, you know, really let your, the relationships in your life, like know what's going on, you know, get, if you're married, get your spouse involved, you know, let them know like, Hey, things are going to change, you know, just make sure you're on the same page, find yourself a mentor, you know, um, find yourself a consultant or a business coach. If financially there is room for that, you know, 
But I would find a mentor because if you find that mentor, you might not need a coach or a consultant. You know what I mean? Uh, This mentor can be anybody. It can be another entrepreneur who you met at a conference and you really respect. It can be somebody whose book you read or whose podcast you listen to. But definitely find somebody who is in a position where you would like to be in, you know, professionally and even financially and really try to build an organic um, and relevant and valuable relationship with them, you know, where it's give and take, because I think having that person in your life as you transition out of your day job would be incredibly vital. Last but not least, you want to update your resume. Again, you never know what's going to happen, you guys. You might do entrepreneurship for six months and realize like, hey, you know what? I can still run this business for another two years, but I need to go get another job, but it needs to be more like this. Or it might not be the same job you have, but it might be like, okay, I need something part-time because I still need to compensate for my business expenses because right now the business is only covering my living expenses. You just have to be really really explicitly honest with yourself and just be very, very clear on what you need. I think that updating your resume and still, you know, connecting with people on LinkedIn, passing your resume around. I mean, hey, I think sometimes even your resume helps when you are building your business, especially if it is uh, relatively close to what you did for your day job. So update it. I think Letting people know that you were somewhere for five years and this is what you did for them really can validate your value, you know, to why your business is important and why people should give your business a chance. So you guys, just to recap, before you quit your day job, you definitely want to make sure that you save six months of living expenses. You want to save six months of business expenses. You definitely want to make sure you take what's yours, take advantage, whatever, you know, supplies you can get, get your personal files and stuff like that off of your computer. Do what you have to do to take what's yours. Um, Number four, get your business financials in order. Super important. Get that business checking account and get a business credit card to build business credit. Number five, set a deadline of when you're going to quit. It should be anywhere between eight to 12 months from when you make that decision. And make sure you give your job a month's notice. Two weeks is just a little bit too short. I know that's legally okay, but if you could give a little bit of cushion and give a little bit of grace to your job, then you'll leave on good terms. Number six, create three consistent income streams. Number seven, get all your business, your doctor checkups for the year. Take advantage of that insurance while you have it, okay? You do not realize how important insurance is until you don't have it anymore. So get your eyes checked, get your teeth cleaned, get your physical, you know, get all of that, you know? Really, really would be helpful, especially if you know that you can start your business nice and healthy. Um, Number eight, make sure you launch the business. You want to make sure that your business is up and running at least for six months. I think that's a good, solid way to do it before you quit your job. Number nine, build a team. So get yourself an intern or assistant, get yourself a mentor, get yourself a business coach, uh, get yourself an accountant, whatever person you need to make sure your business is running smoothly when you start full-time entrepreneurship is really important. And last but not least, update your resume. You never know. Entrepreneurship is very fickle. You might need to go back to the workforce for a few more months or a couple of more years while you're running your business. And there's no shame in that. Sometimes that sacrifice is just necessary. 
Listen, quitting your job is only one part of your entrepreneurial journey, but you want to make sure that you handle it with as much integrity as possible. It doesn't have to be tumultuous. Like I think a lot of us are like, yes, I'm quitting my job. And you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I think people always feel like they're, when they quit their job, they're going to be walking out of the building. Like Angela Bassett did like walking away from the burning car and um, waiting to exhale. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, it can be smooth and strong and solid and really set the tone of your full-time entrepreneurial adventure. So definitely just want to encourage you, if you can hang in there for another eight to 12 months and get these 10 things in order, honestly, I think you'll be set up for real success. That does it for this episode, you guys. Check out the show notes over at maddiejames.com slash EP005. That's maddiejames.com slash EP005. Do me a favor and follow me on social media. Follow me on Instagram at the Maddie James. I'd really appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at the Maddie James. Just stop now and just, you know, if you're listening to the podcast on your phone, just go to Instagram real quick and just follow me real quick. I'd love it. If you have a question for this podcast, I'd love to answer it. I try my best to answer it on the next show. You can ask me a question on Twitter at the Maddie James and use the hashtag AskMaddie. So that way I can see it. Sometimes I get a lot of mentions on Twitter. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Maddie James and use the hashtag AskMaddie. And I would love it so much if you would subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and please just, you know, take the extra seven seconds and just rate the podcast really quick. Just give me five stars, you know, if that's how you really feel. And when you review the podcast, which should just take you another 10 seconds, what it does is it helps people find the podcast. And I would really appreciate that. So I love you for listening. And I will talk to you on the next episode of The Maddie James Show.